you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. My name is Matt Moore. This is your Tuesday Best Bets, brought to you by the Action Network and the Action Network app. Make sure to check out the Action Network app. It's the best way for you to track your picks. You can follow all sorts of cool people, like the guys join me tonight. J Money is Money. You can find him on Twitter at J Money is Money. J Money, as well as analytics Catper, AC, Albert Wynn. AC, we did our recap episode this afternoon. That was great. Did a really good, I thought it was a really good pod. How you doing tonight? How you feeling about the slate tomorrow? I'm good, man. I was on the Packers big tonight, so that um, that made my day, to be honest. Um, but this slate tomorrow, guys, it's looking kind of it's looking kind of bare, guys. It's looking kind of slim. Do you want me to give my best bet right now, or you want to wait? Yeah, go ahead and give give us your best bet. What's your best bet for Tuesday? On I'm gonna go with the grossest play on the board. The Pistons are eight and twenty four overall. I'm gonna back them right now. Um, they're six, eight, and one against the spread at home. They're getting three and a half points against the Jazz. Jazz on a second night of a back-to-back. I think it's a good spot for Detroit here. Okay, so that's interesting because Jay, what's your best bet for Tuesday? Yeah, so uh, everything's going cool over here, man. I like the Jazz uh, in this one minus the three. Obviously, they're not the same team on the road, but uh, we'll break it down here. All right, my best bet's going to be the Memphis Grizzlies now minus one and a half versus the Denver Nuggets. That line has flip-flopped since open. We'll talk about that more in a second. All right, so let's go ahead and get into Jazz Pistons, a deep deep breakdown of Jazz Pistons (laughs) for your Tuesday. Uh, Just real quick, look, the the board is, this one's tough. We're talking about this before before we came on the show, like, this is a great spot to bet the Chicago Bulls. Okay. They're on the road versus the Miami Heat. Uh, it's a buy low spot, obviously, for the Bulls. The Heat have been honestly pretty garbage this season. They haven't been, they're one of the worst teams. I think they are the worst team against the spread so far this season, currently. All these reasons. And yet we're just like, nope, definitely not betting the Bulls. Not a thing I'm gonna do with my money. So um that tells you kind of like what the what the slate is like. Um 
I got a little bit of a lean towards Warriors, but again, I don't want to be betting against the Knicks who are red hot. We talked about that on the pod today about not fading a team that's in that's having a kind of streak, seven straight, straight up and against the spread. The Knicks are on. Not trying to break that up. Um, Suns Wizards is, I think, another one where I just don't know that the value is necessarily going to be there, especially with the injury report. So let's go back to Jazz Pistons. Um, all right. First off, AC, give me the cap on it and why you like the spot for them. Yeah, before I get into this game for that Warriors Knicks, I do lean. I lean the under there. Um, it's two twenty three. Just not good enough to make an official play. I like the Pistons. Honestly, I know this. I know what. I already know what Jay's gonna say, guys. I already know it's a revenge spot for Utah. They played early in the year. Detroit went into Utah, a hot Utah team at the time, and somehow beat that team. It's a great spot for Utah to come back, even though it's the second night of a back to back. They got blown out tonight for Cleveland, in Cleveland, so their starters didn't really play that many minutes. With that being said, I'm going to fade the revenge spot here. I think Detroit is very scrappy. Um, I think their backups are good. They've been uh, a pretty you know, pretty solid coaching-wise with Dwayne Casey at the helm there. I know they're only 8-24 and 24 overall record, but they have a winning against the spread record, 15-14 and 14 for the season. Um I just think it's a tough place to play, and I think it's a tough place to travel to, especially on the second night of a back-to-back, because you're potentially, if I was the Utah Jazz, I would be potentially looking ahead and not really focus on a team like Detroit. I th- Detroit can kind of sneak up on you, and we saw that a couple weeks ago. So I do like Detroit here. I know at home they're only 4-11, and 11, uh, and they're only 1-5 and five at home in the last six games. So a lot of really bad measurements here. But they're actually really good against Western Conference teams. They already beat the Utah Jazz, like I said, earlier in the year. So I don't think they're worried about or scared about this team. I think it's a good spot. And that number right there at three, three and a half, it makes me lean Detroit for sure. All right. I got a bunch of numbers. I think they're relevant here. But first, let's hear from Jay and why he likes Utah on the other side of this head to head. Yeah, I like Jazz here at minus the three. Uh, I just think, like, the way that they play basketball, obviously offensively, I think uh, they, one thing I've been doing lately is, obviously with the new uh, age NBA, you want to go with teams that's shooting a lot of threes and can make them at a high clip. Uh, when those teams go up against the teams that are not that great as far as shooting the threes, um, there could be there could be a discrepancy um, to where maybe, obviously, three is greater than two, and if the uh, if the Pistons aren't, aren't making enough threes or even shooting enough threes, they might not be able to keep up here offensively. I know that the Jazz aren't the same on the road their offense uh falls off a cliff but they did just go up against milwaukee bucks and the cleveland cavaliers safe to say that the pistons defense isn't necessarily on that level so i think the jazz will have a lot better um, uh, some offensive regression here if you will it is a revenge spot as well but i think it's mainly because they come they basically has uh two lackluster games two duds um basically so i think they try to try to come out here this is a team that likes to win that, that tries to win every single game as opposed to the pistons uh in a type of game like this a winnable type of game you never know what may happen in the fourth quarter of these type of games here so give me the jazz here minus the three in this one and also the pistons do have a back-to-back uh their first game of back-to-back they play the sixers the next day so uh possibly may, maybe they're the type of team that'll overlook the jazz and try to go up against one of the big dogs in the eastern conference give me the jazz here minus the three this is a tough one um so back-to-backs this season the jazz are five and three against the spread so that's good um, they've only been favored on the road. They've only been a road favorite on back-to-back once. That was versus the Rockets, and they lost that one straight up. Um, other than that, they've been they've been dogs and all the all the rest of the, of the spots as a road 
um, as a road team on the second night of a back-to-back, the three and two against the spread in those spots. thought this was kind of interesting. They are not great versus Eastern Conference teams. So after the night, they're one and four straight up and one and four against the spread after losing the Cavaliers on Monday night. And he asked, like, what what does the conference really matter? Well, okay, we we know that the Western Conference is viewed as more powerful. We know that those numbers are probably going to be exaggerated. And so there's probably less of an underrating of the Jazz versus some of these Eastern Conference teams. And they haven't necessarily performed all that great, especially since most of these games were away. Like They haven't been good on the road when they have to travel east. And so that, to me, is is kind of another factor to maybe stay away from um, the Jazz in this spot. Then on the other side is Detroit, who is 17th in three-pointers made per 100 possessions. Jay's right. Like, they're going to have a hard time keeping up in this game. Um, the, the Jazz shot absolutely horribly in that game versus the Cavaliers. Cavaliers are a great defensive opponent. Detroit's not. Cavaliers have a lot of weapons. Detroit does not. So this is a... Uh, I'm gonna gonna respectfully just like back away slowly while y'all draw down in the street <laughs> like like the old west. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and let the let y'all go at this one. I think it's an interesting game. Um, it'll be an interesting kind of test of where Utah's at. I, like Utah is not. I I don't think anybody thought that Utah was gonna be as good as they were early in the season. The question was about like how much would they drop? And they started. They lost a whole bunch when Conley went out, but then they started to stabilize. And I, I think really what it comes down to is they'll have enough home games. I think they'll be okay. But they're a team, based off of how they performed, it's going to have to be a very specifically sweet spot as them as a considerable dog, where I know the teams are overlooking them maybe, or the market's overlooking them, for me to take them on the road at this point, given how they performed. This goes into the three-point shooting thing too, right? Like if you're part of your model – for success is that you want everybody to be hitting threes and everybody be contributing. Those role players don't shoot as well on the road. And so that's gotta be part of the, I think the equation here, um, as far as the, the number I've got in this game, I, I make it six, I, I make it almost seven, um, for Utah and that's on matchup rating based off of, uh, power rating. It's way more obviously, because Detroit's one of the worst teams in the league and Utah is still riding high from that early season performance. Neither of these are enough to get me to, even though it's only three, it's not enough for me to lay it on the back-to-back spot. I want to see what they look, because we honestly haven't got, gotten a lot of evidence outside of the Rockets game, and that was really early in the season, of how Utah plays against a weak opponent on the second night of a back-to-back. So I'll use this one as kind of a learning experience and go forward. Um, my best bet, this line flipped. So it opened, Denver Nuggets minus three, hosting the Memphis Grizzlies. As we sit here now, it is minus one and a half in the marketplace. There's a minus one on the board if you want to, if you can grab that. This might, I could see this like bouncing back and forth across zero tomorrow. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, obviously, the money's come in pretty clearly on Memphis here, and that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, I'm going to be on Memphis no matter what the number is. Um, and I won't bet multiple times because that's chasing steam has hurt me too much in the past, but. Denver turns the ball over. This is part and parcel to their offense. Um, I asked Joker about it, I don't know, two, three weeks ago. I asked him, I was like, you know, what do you think is is really the key with these turnovers? And he honestly was like, it's just who we are. Like, he was like, we can't stop doing it. It's been a problem for years. Like, they don't know how to, to really get it fixed. They showed some improvement defensively in the half court in that game versus the Hornets. It was the Hornets, but you got to start somewhere. 
they've strung together some stops in that game. Um, KCP, Aaron Gordon, but the bench unit is horrific for Denver. It's maybe the worst bench unit in the league. Memphis's bench unit is really good. Even when they don't have Desmond Bain, their bench unit has been great this year. Uh, they've got athleticism. They've got size. Last year, they went three and one against the Nuggets. They've been uh, even better against the spread the last two years. They've lost them straight up two years ago, but we're still covering. They were close games. And last year, they beat them outright. Now, obviously, this Nuggets team is better. They've upgraded positions and gotten Jamal Murray back. But Michael Porter Jr. won't play in this one. The Grizzlies are going to run the ball down their throat. This transition defense is bottom five in the league for Denver. You can't be that team versus Memphis. You just can't. I would rather play Memphis at home, but if you're going to give me points, which is where I got it when it first opened, or if I only have to lay one with a Memphis team that's been decidedly better, even though I'm down on Memphis this year, they've been better than Denver since the start of the season. I'm going to take it. I like Memphis tomorrow. I think they went outright. I'll lay the one, I'll lay the two, wherever that, that number goes when I bet it, um, I feel pretty comfortable with this. Any number that you're going to find, I'm going to feel comfortable with Memphis. Jay, do you have a lean on this game? Yeah, I would like to lean Grizzlies as well. I think them being favored by one and a half here on the road is really telling as well with the records being super um, super tight as well. And the Nuggets, they hadn't been covering spreads, man. Only one in seven against the spread last eight games. I'm not betting this team. They don't they don't play enough defense for me. Um, and only winning by four versus the Hornets is not good enough for me, in my opinion. So uh, going up against another top-tier team, I'm not taking the Nuggets. I only want to take them versus the middle-of-pack teams here. So asking them to win the game is going to be tough here. Um, I could only look towards the Grizz in this game. AC, any thoughts? Yeah, when a game is this close in terms of spread, money line flip, minus one, plus one, doesn't matter what it is. The first thing I look uh, at is is free throw percentage. And mm. um, you have to make your free throws to cover or you have to make your free throws to, to um, cover as an underdog. And Denver Nuggets, I think, Matt, you saw this in the previous game. They missed a ton of free throws down the stretch against Charlotte. It's something that I would be worried about if I was a Nuggets fan. Um, and I think the line here is is indicative of just the, the injury report, right? I think Michael Porter Jr. is uh, doubtful, but then we have Jamal Murray and KCP both as questionable. So too many unknowns for here, for me here. So if I, yeah, if I had to pick a side, it would be Grizzlies or nothing at all. Matt, do you have any info on that KCP? And and uh, because I saw that Porter Jr. was upgraded from out to doubtful. That's kind of crazy right there. But what do you with the KCP? I didn't know that he was questionable. Is there any chance like is he banged up or something? Because I might might have to hop on this tonight, man. Yeah. So here <laughs> here's the deal with that. Um, he banged knees in the first quarter versus the Hornets. He left the game, uh, got treatment, came back in. You could physically see the bruise on him when he exited. Um, I asked him about it post game, and he said. It's sore, but I was able to finish. I'm hoping tomorrow will be okay. I would say KCP is a pretty tough dude. I would say it's probably like it really is kind of 50-50. I wouldn't be surprised if he played. I don't think Porter plays. Um, Porter being upgraded to doubtful is is more of a like trying to be, hey, no, we're not really, we're not lying about him being on like on his way back because everybody's been like, he's been out for a long time now. Um, and there's going to be some concern, obviously, with Porter because it's Porter. Malone said seven to 10 days on, uh, let's see, what was that Sunday? He said seven to 10 days in the next seven to 10 days, Porter would be back. I think he probably comes back in the game after Christmas. That's my expectation. So I don't expect him back before the sun's game, uh, versus Phoenix. It's the nuggets training staff. So you never know. 
KCP, I, I, I will say, like, if he misses it, I'm not going to be surprised because I'm never surprised if a player misses a game. But I don't necessarily think that uh, I'm of the opinion that, like, yeah, I think he's probably out. I don't have a – You're I saying really, if it was a playoff game, he's in. Yeah, right? because it's regular season before, before As Christmas. a basketball player – if he banged knees and his knee is somewhat sore, um, I don't end with like AC saying it would have been a regular season game. I just banged my knee the other day. I would bet that he's not gonna play. It's not a knee is some any type of soreness. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a hundred percent. You're gonna you're gonna be cautious with it. Well, we'll see how that goes. Either way, I think there's a good value on the Memphis Grizzlies. I like it. Let's go wrap it up for your best bets for Tuesday. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow with another Best Bets episode. Hope you guys are having a great week. Hope you're having a great and safe, if you're traveling for the holidays, stay safe out there. Our thanks to David Payne, our producer. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Check out the Action Network app for everything you need to know about betting any sport in the universe. You can follow Jay on Twitter at jmoneyismoney, and you can follow AC on Twitter at analyticscapper. I'm Matt Moore. We'll see you guys again next time. But as always, let's get buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.